0: Welcome to Lawnext PR, the podcast where we put a spotlight on the latest news coming out of the legal tech industry. This is Bob Ambrosi, and in each sponsored episode of Lawnext PR, I interview a legal tech company about its just released news or latest developments. Today, we're highlighting juror search and joining me for that is Dan Johnson, the company's co-founder and CEO.
1: Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bob. Long-time listener, first-time caller.
0: That's great. Well, good to meet you virtually here. Uh, Dan, let's just start by cutting to the chase in terms of what it is that juror
1: Search does and who is it intended for? Thanks, Bob. Absolutely. Juror search is for litigators that are either doing a mock trial or are bringing a case to a jury. And thus... Need to select one. We specialize in the voir dire process. And we are, in my humble opinion, the best product out there that's a real time collaborative platform for the entire litigation team, including the lead attorney that's questioning and building rapport with the jurors, the rest of the folks that are taking notes, any background researchers that might be off-site, looking up some social media profiles of the jurors, and anyone else in the courtroom that might want to send a message to that lead attorney who has to make, strike, or impanel decisions so that all that information, all that data is in one intuitive, organized place for the team to make their best strike decisions. This is for trial lawyers in any kind of a matter, criminal or civil? Yes, uh, anytime you're picking a jury and it's an important enough case where there's more than one person working on it, search is a fantastic solution for the communications problem that inherently comes up in that fast-paced process when you have to somehow convey all the information and data that you want and access it quickly so you can decide who you want to keep and who you want to strike.
0: Dan, I know that you're a lawyer uh, by background. How did you come to start this
1: company? What was, the, what was the problem that you set out to tackle here? Yeah, thanks. I should say, so I don't get in trouble, a retired attorney. Because <laughs> I didn't want to do the continuing legal education anymore, so I turned in my license. Uh, but I used to have a data company for political campaigns. And one day a friend said, don't you think that trial lawyers might want all the data that political campaigns and political committees have on voters. Wouldn't they want that for jurors? I thought, probably. Why not? Let's go ask. So um, started pitching some of the trial lawyers that I knew and discovered the trial consultant industry, especially here in Chicago. And a lot of the feedback was I love the idea of knowing all this data, but I don't know if it's accurate or not. But what I really like is that there's a software platform that I can access on my phone or my tablet or my laptop and keep the notes there instead of what most of us very sophisticated attorneys still do, which is Post-it notes and a big cardboard cutout where I put the notes on the, on the grid. I love the idea of a software solution for that. So we took that advice, dumped all the data, and continue to iterate and innovate and develop the best, what we like to think of, uh, the best software solution for Wired Deer, which then turned into, what about our mock trials? We'd like something for that too. So we are developed that. But the core of it, most of our users are uh litigators that are doing it for voir deer.
0: so you knew something about building software and using data before you started this company but uh, what's it been like building for the legal tech community or the legal community in, in particular has there been any differences there
1: uh you know not a lot of people would say if you want to get into software pick legal tech right? uh you know uh so they the thing that has sort of governed how the product is developed is it's built around customization that every user can customize it to fit just the way they want it attorneys i've learned are rather particular about how they like things to work in their system particularly for voir dire. um you know some people Like to see it visually. Some people have their rating system, right? One through five, A through F, keep strike, whatever. Um, And so, what we had to create was much more of a platform than a narrow solution where the whole point is the software, you know, melds around the system that the attorney and his or her team likes to use rather than they have to learn, you know, our system for picking a juror. And so that really has been baked into, we had to pivot a few times once we learned that, that really attorneys want the ability to customize, uh, to fit their particular way of doing things, which is exciting and interesting. And so now that's what it does. Yeah. Could you give me an example of that? I mean, in what ways would an
0: attorney or a team of a trial team be able to customize the software?
1: well you know some people like seeing you know each column has to be uh, totally different right the fields need to be different uh whether you want a layout of you know big squares for each juror where you know you could fit in a lot of information or a, a tiny square with lots and lots of squares on the screen right if you want to look at the entire gallery the I didn't see this one coming but you know typically you sort of we gave the standard colors like red is bad and green is good and then they're Somewhere in the middle, right, yellow, and someone told us you can't do that. What if the other team looks at my screen? I got to pick, you know, blue and orange. They don't know what's what. So okay, so we had to allow them to customize the colors. Uh, they said, you know, I, I don't want just numbers. You know, I have my my lettering system, and you know, B plus and D minus. They are meaningful to me. So I can't just have numbers for my rating. I need letters. Okay. But in letters, they they keep asking for features, which is phenomenal. So very grateful when they'll tell me what they'd like. But one of them wanted the ability to essentially be sort of the, you know, the newscaster with the producer in his or her ear, sort of whispering the notes so that the lead attorney can be out, you know, making eye contact, building rapport, and then come back and glance at the tablet and then see the notes in real time as the consultant where second chair is, you know, saying, "Don't forget to ask about whatever" or bring up whatever. So we had to build that real-time sort of prompt note. We call it. Uh, but uh, all the features, really... right? I've never picked a jury, although I sat in a lot of them by now. Uh, they've all been built because attorneys or consultants tell us this is what I want in my product. So then we build it for them.
0: I have picked a jury, but the last time I did it, it was so long ago. I'm not sure Post-it notes were even invented at that point. Uh, You know, one of the things that occurred to me is that you launched this company either just before or during the pandemic uh, at a time when there weren't a lot of jury trials, if any, going on. How did that play into your development of the product over those
1: years? Yeah, you're right. We launched in February. Uh, So one month later, sales went to zero. The, the good part about that is it allowed, oh, you know, people had a lot of time in their hands. And so they gave, their schedules were open and they were able to take a long time with me sort of sharing what they want, what they liked, what they didn't like, you know, in version 3.6.7 by now, right? I don't know how many hundreds of iterations, but they gave a lot of time. And then we didn't have a buggy product that crashed during a jury trial either. By the time jury trials were open up, it got to be a very stable product. Um, in retrospect, I think it worked out well to have a stable product with a lot of feedback. But what, what interesting one that came out of that in the pandemic, we got a call from a judge who said, I like your, your system, but I want it for my basic sort of, you know, I'm summoning jurors. I want them to fill out a survey. He wanted one for implicit bias said, so, you know, I don't want to put it on SurveyMonkey or something like that. Where I want it, you know, for this. So can you build me that? You know, we didn't have anything else to do. So sure. So we built uh, something called jurycard.com, which is essentially the same product, but it just allows somebody to enter in their information, you know, on the web securely, right? But then it uh, populates in the same platform that the court can then use to filter which jurors, you know, which summoned jurors are going to, they're going to keep and which have a you know, a cause problem, or can't show up or aren't a citizen, but aren't eligible to serve.
0: So you had a little bit more of a runway there to go from a, a, a beta product to a mature product uh, without yeah. uh, without uh, the, the time pressure that uh, others might have had. Um, yeah. You mentioned earlier that you also expanded into this area of mock trials. Could you talk a little bit more about how you address that, address how you enable uh,
1: trial lawyers to conduct mock trials? Absolutely. Um, partially because of what the judge out of Salt Lake City called and asked for. Um, we have this ability where you can create essentially a survey and then have a specific code so that a respondent, either a member of the focus group or a member of the mock jury, can then see the questions, answer them, and then those answers are populated in real time. But then they display in that same voir dire UI that litigators are used to, which is essentially what a focus group looks like. You you're right? They usually sit either around a table, or you know, sometimes they sit them in rows of seven to sort of simulate what a jury is. And so it's an opportunity to run a mock trial where the participant's answers are either given online or the team is writing down what they say and you can collaborate and decide, you know, who you like, who you don't like, what themes are emerging. And so similar to the rest of the product, which has been built essentially custom for the industry, we're developing the mock trials uh, for what each client wants. It's it's an interesting, sort of the opposite of scaling, right? Where each client, you know, there's a lot of onboarding, a lot of customization for each client, and then it's sort of a standard, you know, SaaS relationship once it's just the way they want it. So I thought I had these visions that it was going to, you know, have some hockey stick revenue growth. And it turns out it's uh, more like professional services where each one You know, it takes a lot of time at first, make sure it's optimized for each client, and then they're happy for as long as they use the product.
0: But is the situation there that a a trial attorney would say, present a mock, you know, their opening arguments or their closing arguments or perhaps some questioning of a a mock witness in front of kind of this focus group, in front of this group of people who are uh, then going to respond to questions about
1: how they were swayed or not, or what they thought of that that argument is that how it works? Yeah. So you you know the questions are then like, well, did you find this witness credible, right? Did you? Uh, what did you think of the questioning attorney? You know, did you find the questioning attorney to be honest? What did you think about the witness? You know, on a scale of one to a lot of times they like numbers, right? On a scale of one to ten, you know, how impactful was the witness's testimony about, you know, her broken leg? On a scale of one to ten. How impactful was the witness's testimony about, you know, the car crash? And then they get to do with the data, what they will, right? They can download it all and, you know, do their statistical magic, or they can, you know, um, decide, you know, do men like us more or do women like us more? Do people over 50 like our case? You know, where are we having issues? and And that helps inform what sort of jurors they'd like to see ultimately impaneled.
0: So with with that uh, mock trial tool having uh, launched and using it in the legal context, um you're now taking it
1: perhaps beyond legal. Is that right? Yeah, where you know the fun part is once you've got a once you've got this survey tool, we thought, well, lots of people use SurveyMonkey for market research or, you know, all sorts of things for people to enter in forms. So we created a recreating, I should say, quarter for um, a product that we hope might be take less onboarding, <laughs> take less customization and less uh, professional services style uh, effort, which I'm delighted to do for Jury Search, but maybe a much more accessible product. And we're uh, got a brand out there called Data Drox. And so, Bob, you've got the scoop. This is, uh, you know, the first public mention of this uh, very beta product. But well, we're hopeful in um, in a quarter one uh, to have a you know stable launched product, but develop the same way when people try it and you know see the rough edges, but say, "What I really want is to be able to, you know, use stars, or I want to be able to have some sort of a you know pivot table, or I want some cross tabs, or whatever it is they want." Then we're delighted to build it for them because if they like it, probably hundreds of other people will too.
0: So that's just coming out in beta. How can people who might want to participate in the beta find out about how to do that?
1: No, great. Um, probably the easiest way, uh, you can reach me anytime at com. I'm Dan at jurorsearch.com. We do have a uh, a buggy site up at data but we should probably wait till January for people to really visit that one. I think our team has a lot of fake you know text up there for now. But JurorSearch.com is the best way to get a hold of me. And then we'll formally launch it uh, quarter one. Uh, but we'd love to have the input, any sort of uh, so- software solution people are looking for that's anywhere in that survey, you know, collab- real-time collaboration field. Um, it's really fun to build solutions for people. Dan, yeah, what else would you like
0: listeners to know about Jurasearch or or what you've got coming down the pike?
1: I think I'd like people to know that if they are if their firm's picking a jury and if they're not gonna do it by themselves, if you do it by yourselves, I think you're better off just with paper and pen and memory. It's hard to type and talk, and that's a tough mental switch. But if you've got anyone taking notes for you, and if it's really important enough that you want a team of people to do background research or provide advice uh to to check out juror and if we're close uh let me know what else you'd like to see so we can create it for you
0: well thanks a lot it's been a real pleasure to uh get to know you and get to know juror
1: i appreciate it bob it's really fun to be on a program with you so look forward to learning more from you and all your guests
0: Well, that's it for today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube at lawnext underscore PR. You can also find all the episodes of this show on the Lawnext Legal Tech Directory under the Resources tab. This is Bob Ambrogi. Thanks for listening.